0: Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stumps and Spencer Simpson.
1: I am Vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. Hey, guys! You ever seen that really old movie? Uh, Empire Strikes
2: Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know. it didn't carbon date him. He's on the young side. <sighs> Fuck
1: that man. You ever tried shawarma?
2: Uh, there's a shawarma
1: joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Blow Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman-Stubbs, and joining me, as always, are my co-hosts with the co-most, Spencer Simpson and
0: Travis Grossman. Hey. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back.
1: Yes, 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 very much so, and very exciting news that uh, Spencer will be home next week so do back discussion and hall of heroes is going to be a clusterfuck of an episode because we will all be in the same room and we'll not be able to stop doing really dumb bits because we see how the other one is reacting to it now
0: I know I can't
1: wait so much more fun when we all get to be in the same room
2: uh we have let's buy a studio yeah let's just buy a studio (laughs) with all of our not money let's do our not money all of our (laughs) monopoly
0: money
1: (laughs) Hey, okay. hey! I have a lot of monopoly credit cards. Yeah, that I can just uh-huh. like that I can put in a magical machine and just put unlimited money
2: on. And what's just, that? What's the what's the spending limit on those? Like no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Spencer, how was your week, buddy? My week,
0: all in all, was not too bad. I know that Jared's dying to hear about how the dancing went. Yes, of um, course. So, last week, I explained to you guys that I was like an emergency last minute um last resort backup call for this dance that my buddy Jeb is doing um and I had three days to learn it and then three days of rehearsal before our first show and I got it done um it was pretty good it it turned out really well. people loved the Boy Scout dance because it was like it was fun it was a change of pace from all the you know serious uh, what the heck do you call it? Um, oh, come on Interpretive dance kind of stuff. And it was, it was, people really loved it. So, um, that was that I, what the heck did I do this weekend? Well, I watched a lot of movies from my childhood on Disney plus that (laughs) I haven't seen in ages because they're all on the That's what they're there for. I am disappointed, however, that my favorite Disney TV show as a child, The Swamp Fox, was not on there. The what? Um, the Swamp Fox. It was like a 1950s TV show about the American Revolution in like Georgia or South Carolina or something. Never heard of it. That's cool.
2: Semi-related. Hope, hopefully they had it. Oh, I guess we. Yeah, that'd be we nice. Have, a, I have I have a slice of life. But you can talk to me about. So I'll, I'll save it for then. I have okay. a semi-related Disney story from today, actually.
1: Oh, I've not heard this, no. Spencer. Speaking of Disney Plus, uh, who did you pick as your avatar?
0: Um. Actually, my sister chose my avatar for me, and she chose Jack Jack. Okay.
1: Oh, that's a boring choice. I was hoping to hear like Cap or, no, uh, Star she, Wars ones. Well,
0: she picked um characters that she thought would be the funny because it's my two sisters and then my cousin Taylor oh, that all yeah, share right, yeah. the account. And my sister Reagan, who's like the spearhead of it, she was the one that made everyone's avatars or characters or whatever, um, based on what she thought would be the funniest. And so I'm assuming you know. she just went with the incredibles then or No, just um, whatever hers was funniest, like, specifically. She had Yesma and my other sister had Mater and my cousin—I <laughs> don't even remember what my cousin had—but she she chose the ones that she thought were the funniest. <laughs> That's fair.
1: That's fair. I pick Kylo Ren. Yeah, of course you did.
0: Yeah, I, I would expect <laughs> nothing less.
1: And they had Spidey on there. It would have been a really hard choice, but I didn't like mm. the picture of Vader. I just—if I'm gonna—if I'm gonna like pick something that is Darth Vader, I need the full look like I like Ky- like just the image of Kylo's helmet is enough for me yeah like, that's all he needs folks I mean need- <laughs> I but like I like the full Vader look yeah like that like that art that's on the, <clears throat> the Entertainment Weekly yeah cover where he's just standing there with like the saber drawn back <clears throat> perfect
2: <clears throat> Travis how was your week uh it was a lot of media consumption yes between yeah. po- Pokemon and Jedi Fallen Order. And thank God I didn't realize last week, but Arrow and flash took a break. Thank Christ. Cause I only (laughs) had to watch three episodes of television today instead of five. Um, and then I I didn't watch it on Disney plus I'm in this class about the apocalypse in the Bible and then on film. And so it's like, we talk about a a part of the Bible that involves an apocalypse. And then we watch a movie and right now we're watching Wally which I have never seen before. Really? I missed it. Yeah. Um, like I knew generally what happened. Yeah. But like I never actually watched it and watching it I was just like this is the biggest like I love the bits between Wally and Eve. It's uh-huh. cute. But the rest of the movie gets an okay boomer out of 10 from me. Really? <laughs> I I hate the like I don't know that like very boomer commentary of this is where you're all going you fucked up generation you're only fucked up because we did it but you're still fucked up. You know, I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. Like, I think mm-hmm. if I had watched it before, like maybe a, two or three years ago, even I would have been like, this is this is a fun Pixar watch. Yeah. And now, like, I'm so ingrained in the OK Boomer meme. I'm just like, I can't. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think there's something funny about
1: Wally that like we were all like seven, eight, nine ish when that came out. And now, like, most of our generation are environmentalists.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we can all trace it back to Wally. Just like. We <laughs> I can trace it back to Smash Mouth, man. was saying about cli- uh, What? Oh my God. There's a verse in All Star about climate change. Should be our national anthem. Is All Star our outro song now? for this episode no i think i i think i use the uh the one mix of it oh yes we've already said
0: it before and i'll say it again no more smash mouth all of the smash Mouth. there is unironically really good smash mouth songs yeah, But just the just there's only one that ever gets played. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Hey,
1: walking on the sun is getting a lot of is getting a little bit of a comeback, mostly through memes. But like, but it's also a good song. That that guitar with that. I love that. Uh, Yeah, wow. that sounds like fun. Also, Travis's birthday was yesterday. yesterday at the time of this recording. Yeah, I turned uh, ripe old
2: five hundred and twelve. I mean, twenty three.
1: <laughs> Travis is an eternal
2: confirmed. I feel uh, Travis like is sometimes. one of the new gods. <laughs> I feel like it sometimes. Not like a god, but just like, <laughs> I've been on this earth for too long, uh, boys. <laughs> well, we're
1: very happy to have you, and I'm going to do my gushing again oh at the end of the show.
2: Oh, no. What am I going to do?
1: Oh, God. But, uh, yeah. Happy to
2: hear that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that was like do to think of anything I said on. Oh, um, Spencer! Now I'm accidentally TikTok famous too. Oh boy! How did that happen? Uh, I posted a video of my friend Jeremy at work, and we made an uh, Epstein didn't kill himself joke, and it kicked off to like I think right now it has like thirty three thousand views. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh jeez. Spencer, you need to get a TikTok and just upload one shit post. Yeah, it, that's just all to see if all of heroes can
1: do it. Go three <laughs> for, for three. <laughs> uh, (laughs) There's there's enough stupid shit of you and me floating around the on each other's phones that we could do it.
0: Oh man.
1: I just think it's hilarious. Like we're just we're one host away from we're, an entire podcast <laughs> for accident. For no, me. you'd be the one that isn't accidental, though. You'd be the one that we're like, no, we need we to make
0: just, this go viral yeah. for posterity. We got to make sure it's worse. You works. know that for that reason, I will be the only one that can't get there uh-huh. because I'm the one actually trying. But you're the
1: one who got recognized for the shitty Lego Star Wars one, which is so so fucking funny to me still.
0: Journey. So I mean, yeah. I guess in a way, we all three are. Yeah. Internet famous. It's my video. You're the one who appears in it, and then Travis has Epstein video. I just piggybacked you, that's all.
1: Also, in both instances where Travis and I accidentally got slightly TikTok famous, neither of us actually appear in the video.
2: Yep. It (laughs) is voice alone for the video. (laughs) Yep. I decided to dedicate my TikTok to all backroom Walmart memes. Yeah.
1: It's just gonna be like random shit. Be careful. There was somebody's page that got taken down for that before.
2: Oof! I mean, I, as long as I don't get fired, I don't really fucking care.
1: Okay, I was
2: just letting you know. Yeah, there's a. He had his 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, He's I, done now. I didn't expect that to blow. I was like, I, I sent it around and put it on social media, and I was like, this would make a good TikTok. This has vine energy. This has vine energy. <laughs> I'll put it on TikTok, and then it took like four or five days, and then suddenly just fucking exploded. Jared, how's your week? Uh, my week was good
1: playing a lot of Jedi. I beat Jedi Fallen Order first weekend because I am sweaty and I also played on story mode difficulty. Uh, you only get a pass because
2: you have a Star Wars podcast. I, I wouldn't have played on story mode if I didn't. Uh, I thought about it when I booted up the game and even like a little bit into it when I was on Dathomir, I was like, man, I can just knock this down and then power through this. Mama didn't raise no bitch. I, yeah, no. That, that was my, you know, you and I were talking about on
1: back. It's now that I beat it on story mode. And oh. Spencer, you'll be proud of me for this. I didn't get to start it last night. Damn. Because, yeah, I had to talk to people about yeah. a certain situation because all the wheels were falling off somewhere. Um, the wings fell off the plane. Yes. <laughs> uh, w- I, I told Travis Spencer, I was like, okay, now that I beat the game on like Pussyfoot difficulty and I only died once in combat and it was during the final boss battle. Wow. And I was really impressed with myself. But I have like decided that the only way I can actually truly say that I beat Jedi Fallen Order is if I start playing it on Jedi Grandmaster difficulty.
0: Wow.
1: And like <laughs> everybody I've said that to has looked at me and said, You're gonna break the game in half. Like you're like you're gonna jump from the from the like like, at least go up to Jedi Master first. No, I'm doing Grandmaster. I am starting the You're game going with straight into the Salty Splatoon. I am going straight in, and I'm tough. <laughs> you have a bowl of nails for breakfast. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my video game crackhead energy. Hey, I beat Spider Man PS4 in the hardest difficulty the first time I played it. I that was be- the first time I ever did that. That I was like, I'm playing this on the hardest difficulty because if I've beaten Arkham on
2: the hardest, I can beat this on the hardest. That's why I did that with Arkham Knight. I started on hard because like an Arkham Asylum hard mode took away the counter. Yeah, that doesn't happen on Arkham Knight until New Game Plus. I so it made it like super. I was like, oh okay, I got this then. Yeah. But yeah, lots of fun stuff. Uh, Trying to think of anything. Also, apologies if I sound. I feel like I sound nasally. You sound fine. Okay. Yeah, you sound already. I make. can feel it like in my mouth that my my sounds kind of like. It's weird to say that I can feel it in my mouth, but you, you guys did choir, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I do. I feel that man. <laughs> so I know we were like, let's not split up the stories this week, but who's taking the first story?
1: Yeah. Uh what is the first story? Oh, uh, no. I'll take this one. So the oft talked about and (laughs) again, we keep talking about these these movies and uh, announcements that started way back whenever the DC Cinematic Universe was like trying to get off its get off the ground and they announced like eighteen hundred movies one week and then most of them never happened. If any of you remember, Dwayne The Rock Johnson got cast as Black Adam like three years ago. Uh, (laughs) in case you guys forgot more than three years ago. Uh, so from DC comics directly, some heroes wear black. Can you get me a water bottle? Yeah. Thank you. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson laid claim to the role of Black Adam before Shazam even entered production, but for fans excited to see the one-time champion, the wait for Black Adam's debut has been a long one. While despite rumors to the contrary, we're unable to conjure up Shazam's longtime nemesis with a word, we can offer you a date for for when he'll be hitting the big screen. December 22nd, 2021. The Rock himself announced the date and shared a bit of that role. Uh, a little bit of what that role means to him on his Instagram account this morning. Here's the here's what DC's newest superhero had to say, and then here's the direct quote from uh, The Rock, the Man in Black. Like most kids growing up, I dreamed about being a superhero, having cool superpowers, fighting for what's right, and always protecting the people. It all changed for me when I was 10 years old and was first introduced to the greatest superhero of all time, Superman. As a kid, Superman was the hero I always wanted to be, but a few years into my fantasy, I realized that Superman was the hero I could never be. I was too rebellious, too rambunctious, too uh, too resistant uh, to convention and authority. Despite my troubles, I was always a good kid with a good heart. I just like to do things my way. Now, years later, as a man with the same DNA I had as a kid, my superhero dreams have come true. I'm honored to join the iconic DC universe, and it's a true pleasure to become Black Adam. Black Adam, because it's in all caps every time he says Black Adam, is blessed by magic with the powers equal to Superman, but the difference is he doesn't toe the mark or walk the line. He's a rebellious, one-of-a-kind superhero who will always do what's right for the people, but he does it his way. Truth <clears throat> and justice. The Black Adam way. <laughs> this role is unlike anything I've played in my career, and I'm
2: grateful to
1: the bone that we'll all get to go on this journey together.
0: Black Adam!
2: You should stop doing that.
1: 12, 12 22, 21. Huge thank you to my friends Jim Lee and Boss Logic for this uh, first-time-ever badass collaboration, and then it's the art of him. Official art of him is Black Adam. Whenever they announce huh. this movie, my knee-jerk reaction was oh they're gonna completely skip black adam being a villain because it's the rock <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and
1: like he's already talking whoops. about black adam being a hero in the instagram post whoops <laughs>
0: and like, and like black
1: adam is like black adam not unlike harley quinn has is one of those characters that is like as more and more publications they like the more publications they've been in, the more and more Black Adam and Harley have become anti-heroes. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me that like if we're gonna do a Black Adam movie starring the fucking rock, that this is how we're gonna do it. But like yeah. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen him as just a villain and get to see The Rock not play some type of like strapping hero. And like, we have him be like the Kondakian nationalist that he is in the comics and shit. Um, but yeah, very excited. The Rock is a good actor. Like, he's super charming. I really, like, I want to yeah. see him play a darker character. Like, we're going to get a darker character regardless. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to see him really stretch his, uh, his chops. Yeah. I, yeah, I really want to see him show off and like play a villain, like play the bad yeah. guy. Yeah. But hey, what are you going to do? Deal with it. Go, yeah. through, go through the movie. Yeah, was, uh, yeah we'll, we'll end in a couple of years. We'll re- be reviewing Black
0: Adam. Spencer, your thoughts? Um, I shared the same concerns as you did, Jared. And I think um, I think that The Rock and I think the, you know, the studio as well really underestimate his ability to play a villain well. Um, and that's really what I wanted to see. I mean, you know... The anti hero path is one that is, has not been exhausted necessarily, but it would still be kind of nice to see a, a movie about a villain. Like, when was the last time? Besides I think Joker? Infinity War is like one yeah. of the only times that the protagonist in a superhero movie has been a villain. I mean, so let's see that happen. Joker too, but like Joker is. Well, like-
1: yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time considering Joker and Infinity War like the same kind of movie. Cause like yeah. we ha- we have the hero's perspective the whole time. All right. Uh we had to take a quickie break. Travis is having some car trouble and had to go uh Well, my mom was having yeah, trouble with my car. Yeah. So I, I had, had to like rescue mission. But yeah, no, I'm like I'm excited for Black Adam. I love the rock. I want to see what he does with it. I'm interested in how who they do for a villain. Uh or if they like do some weird shit where like It's from Black Adam's perspective, and he's fighting Shazam. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Spencer, since your boy is directing the movie in question for the next one, how about
0: you take this next story? I would love to. This is from MovieWeb. Venom 2 begins shooting. Tom Hardy shares image, then deletes it. So get ready for more symbiote-driven comic book movie craziness as Venom 2 is underway. The sequel to last year's breakout Marvel Comics adaptation has kicked off production, whether or not Sony Pictures wants us to know about it. But Tom Hardy wanted us to know about it, so the cat is out of the bag anyway. And based on some other surrounding factors, it's probably going to be an intense shoot. Taking to Instagram, Tom Hardy shared a photo of himself in what looked to be a makeup chair getting ready for filming with an unidentified individual appearing in the photo with him. The actor captioned the photo with W pound... What is that?
1: I it think looks it's like, like a Venom weird... 2, like yeah. something Venom 2. Hold on. I I remember what you're talking about. I'm trying to get back to the show notes.
0: It's, it's W hashtag... Um, apostrophe R, apostrophe V3N0M2. I think he's trying to think it's supposed to say we're Venom. Oh, okay. So it's supposed to say we're Venom 2, day (laughs) 1. So... Uh, deleted or not, the fact that Venom Two has started filming now makes this makes a great deal of sense. The release date is set for October 2020, which gives just under a year uh, to get this movie finished and in the can. So um, Andy Serkis uh, is the director, blah blah blah, um, and there is no word yet whether we will get a Spider-Man versus Venom crossover cameo in the sequel, um, but we might get some of that later on. So, uh, just a reminder: Woody Harrelson will return as Cletus Cassidy, uh, who first got a glimpse in the post-credit scene of the first one, and uh, Michelle this Williams is. going to be carnage. Set, yeah, <laughs> favorite um, favorite scene. Michelle Williams is also set to return as Anne Weying. and uh, Naomi Harris will be Shriek. Um, who is Cassidy's girlfriend. So yeah, I expect that next October. It's very good to see that filming is underway. I'm trying to figure out, see, I'm I'm looking at this post and I'm not seeing the funky hashtag, but
1: yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for Venom too. It's one of those. I had a lot of fun watching Venom for all the wrong reasons. And I'm really hoping like we've said a thousand times. Yeah. Venom is (laughs) unironically fun to
0: watch. Yes, that would be that would be ideal.
1: Uh, a couple quickie stories real quick that I'm just going to rattle off here. Uh, there's a rumor circling right now that we have a possible date for our first look at Black Widow. Uh, currently, the uh, th- allegedly there is going uh, we're going to get our first trailer uh, December 3rd for Black Widow. So that's the prevailing rumor right now. Nobody get too attached to that cuz it's kind of hearsay yeah. at the moment. Um but in the event we get a Black Widow trailer on December 3rd, you heard it here. That and um we know for sure now uh per Matt Reeves that Andy Serkis is confirmed 100% to be playing Alfred Pennyworth in the Batman.
2: Yeah. We gave, we gave most of our thoughts on that last week but yep. like now it's true. official. Yeah. It's yeah. Which I'm I'm happy that it is, Yes, I like that when we report rumors and they turn out to be true. Me too. Uh, it's very satisfying.
1: Travis, you want the Tony Stark story?
2: I suppose. I only wore an Iron Man mask the prom my sophomore year. <laughs> One last sip of Coke. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. The, to return as Iron Man in Disney Plus animated series What If? Jeff Goldblum Ooh. says, <laughs> as per Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, this is how, Like, this is the exact headline I saw when this got leaked. Not leaked, but like, yeah, hit the thing. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, who plays the Grandmaster in the MCU, may have just let loose a major spoiler about Marvel's upcoming Disney Plus series What If that RDJ and Iron Man will be returning to the MCU. In a new interview with BuzzFeed, Goldblum said Downey will voice Tony Stark for at least one episode of the animated series. Check it out for yourself in the... Uh, there's a video in the link. Uh, this is on the wrap. Yeah. If you care to look it up. If you just Google RDJ in Moiré, you'll probably find this. Yeah. I played the part again a couple of days ago. I went to the Disney Studios and I recorded the Grandmaster's voice for an episode of a show that's going to be on Disney Plus that's called What If. It's an animated version of all the characters we know and love from Marvel, and this episode included the Grandmaster and Iron Man. So our, so Robert Downey will do a voice for that, and Korg Taika Waititi had already recorded his voice for that. That That's basically the whole story. So, like, <laughs> so I think it's a safe bet that that
1: is going to be like, what if tony ended up on his mm-hmm. cigar yeah which yes please <laughs> i'd love that i'd love to see tony going head to head with all the other gladiators so yeah it's cool to hear you know i'm happy to rdj will be back in any way shape or form he's you know made tony stark his character and it's awesome to hear from him again very exciting mm-hmm. stuff
2: yeah i kind of because i remember when What If got announced and we saw like Here's the voice cast that's just currently listed. And notably, RDJ and Chris Evans were not in the list. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting because we saw the gifts of the
0: one
1: story that's supposed to be what if Captain America was Iron Man? Yeah. Like,
2: no serum. Well, like Steve and, Rogers. And that's, it's animated, so it doesn't necessarily have to be them. Yeah. But, like, everyone else is coming back. And if they're only going to be in one or two episodes. And that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so, excited know. for it. Probably means Chris Evans will be back for the.
1: Steve Rogers stuff. Well, let's hope. Yep. Uh, tch, tch, What? I'm trying to figure out if I want to talk about. Okay, This is how we're going to do it. Spencer, you can take the Henry Cavill story. And I, since you're the one who pointed it out to me, Travis, I will let you take point on the Snyder Cut stuff. So yes.
2: Relish in this fuckery. The best fuckery.
1: <laughs> it's been a while since we did a Snyder Cut deep dive.
0: All right. So this is from Men's Health of all things. <laughs> Henry Cavill is still oh, yeah. Superman because he, the he actor swapped. What?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I just he he put on he put the cover he was on on Instagram. I like all of his shit. I love Henry Cavill. Me too. <laughs> um, this is
0: a long article. Um, gee whiz. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me start from the top, and hopefully we'll get to some juicy stuff right away. Of all the Men of Steel on display at House of Secrets, a comic book store in Burbank with red and blue renditions of Superman clothing dotting the ceiling, uh, the walls, and even the floor, none are as striking or as symbolically fraught as the one staring down at Henry Cavill. Um, Yeah, this is interesting. Do tell. Does anyone else want this one? (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is a meaty article, and I'm having trouble finding all the good stuff in here.
2: Uh, why is there a picture of him in here just eating Chinese food? I don't know. Why isn't there? I mean, I'm not saying I dislike it,
1: Travis. This—I don't know why—but the picture has such you energy. <laughs> it does. Actually. It actually, like, really has like big Grossman energy. <laughs> it's just like the confused look on
2: his face. I just I'm scrolling through. As the six foot two, roughly two hundred pound Cavill wanders around, he points out some of his favorite Superman storylines.
1: Cool. <laughs> oh my god, wait, Henry Cavill. <laughs> wait, Henry Cavill and Travis Grossman continue to be the same person. But here he is, crushing the store in a black V-Nex shirt and white blue jeans.
2: Yes! <laughs> my boy, where is V-Nex? Yes!
1: Oh, I rocked the V-neck, man. I rocked the (laughs) V-neck. All right, let's try to find him talking about Superman. These pictures of him
0: are all really cute, but I really need to find this news. Uh, To tell you the truth, given that this is in a men's health magazine, I think it's got something to do with the fact that he just
2: stays in shape. (laughs) I mean, because... Yeah, he's in excellent condition. Um I think it's something like Okay, it Spencer The cape is in the closet, Cavill says. It's still mine. That's ah. I think that's the quote people are like locking. Yeah, Spencer, honestly. if you find the black and white picture of him looking fucking gorgeous,
0: um the text with the cards? The cards? Was he throwing cards? One of them happens to be the ten of diamonds, by the way. No, is it the one of him in the doorway? Yeah, the one of the black and white one of him in a doorway. This one.
2: Yes. Yeah, he looking cute.
1: Yeah, he looks gorgeous. That one, and then there's like underneath that. Yet, while Cavill towards the floor. That and then the next chunk, down there is where he still talks about being Superman.
0: Well, there's also this nice little quote down here. Um, well, here let me just uh, let me just read this. What brings to mind Cavill's lengthy stretch as Superman, the three movies that made him an international star while also leaving a large segment of fans unsatisfied. He's cautious when discussing the films themselves, so consider these assessments of the height of uh, assessments the height of his candor. Man of Steel. <laughs> Quote, a great starting point. If I were to go back, I don't think I'd change anything. End quote. Batman v Superman? Quote, very much a Batman movie, and I think that Realm of Darkness is great for a Batman movie. End quote. Justice League? It didn't work. (laughs) Um, He also said, quote, "Uh, I've not given up on the role. There's a lot I have to give to Superman yet. So... And I can agree with that. Um, I agree with that as well. I agree. I think though Justice League
1: <laughs> – we'll get to that uh, – didn't necessarily work <laughs> in its full form, I think one of the best parts of that movie was Clark once he came back from the dead. Yeah. Like there's –
2: like Joss Whedon knows apparently how to write Clark Kent very well. Yeah. And, and like Superman in his absolute glory, you know. I It's like – I like truth and I'm a big fan of justice Well, it's coming from the same Superman that was like so
1: dark and like emo in man of steel and BVS to have him go from like, I was never of this world. Lois yeah. to go from that to, I love truth, truth and man. I'm a big fan of justice and like him, like goofing around with Barry and like slow poke. Like I f- like a big Spencer energy B. Um, it's not the just, fast
0: part, the the joking part.
1: I, th- I'm you not know, fast. Says <laughs> the only kid here ever did like track and cross country among this panel. Uh, um, cross
0: country, and that's all about distance, not speed.
1: <laughs> Regardless, uh, same type, same personality type, as far as I'm concerned. But I just love the, like I don't, I don't necessarily want to say camp, because camp makes it sound like unironic like ironically good because it's bad but like just that like really silly like wink and a nod yeah superman i just he killed it and it's like i want more superman like that
2: and i so hope jj finally gets to make his superman movie now that he's moving please, to warner brothers please with henry because like yeah uh, yeah my yeah. my big thing with henry cavill is i want i love him as a person and i, I think he's a great actor uh-huh. and i want him to be in something that he can give his most to the role and that i like like i i think he's gonna be really good in the witcher i don't give a shit about the witcher yeah i'm excited for it like yeah i'll probably watch it because it's henry cavill yeah but, or like i heard he was really good in mission impossible i don't give a shit about mission impossible <laughs> put him in star wars <laughs> <Put> him- <laughs> please please do that <laughs> i love his he like posts a selfie to instagram when he's showed on his rugby team yeah those are cute I love it. He's, he's such a great guy. I hope
1: he gets to keep playing Superman. I saw some people online making fun of like the way he was talking about it. And they like, they took his quote from this article and like put it right next to whenever Ben Affleck was like, I'm totally still Batman. I'm here to play Batman. I'm not done playing Batman yet. I'm here to play Batman for forever. Next month, I'm not Batman Batman anymore. (laughs) So yeah, I hope, I hope that Henry doesn't go the way of. Bat flick, but hey Travis. It's Dumb. time to release the
2: Snyder Cut. Fuck. <laughs> <off>.
1: <laughs> I love Snyder Cut stories so much.
2: So a couple weeks ago, Jason Momoa started all of this, that crazy motherfucker. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> so we did, he we covered that Instagram post where he gave Zack Snyder a camera as a gift, and then yeah. he put it in there like I've seen the Snyder Cut. In an interview he did recently, I think for his Apple, he's on some TV show for Apple. Yeah, he's on like some new Apple Plus, yeah, show. Um he mentioned again that he's seen the Snyder cut. And in that interview, I'm I'm going off memory here so someone can fact check me later. Someone that isn't on this panel. Yeah. And uh basically the 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 questioning went, so you've seen the Snyder cut. Yeah, it's awesome. But the like isn't it just a bunch of, like, effectless shots on a green screen? No. And and he was, like... He stopped himself from saying, don't you think Zach could have, like, finished it himself? Which, like, obviously wouldn't be finished-finished, but it would be, like, partially done. Um, fast forward... And there's been other, like, the the soundtrack exists somewhere. Yeah. The original soundtrack. The original,
1: like, Junkie XL soundtrack. Um
2: i'm sorry that coke is fighting back <laughs> uh, fast forward to like this past weekend it like this like past week weekend ish time and uh gal gadot ben affleck and ray fisher and, and ray fisher have thank you for i didn't remember his name uh have all tweeted hashtag release the snyder cut affleck just the hashtag Gal Gadot and uh, Fisher with images.
1: Yeah, black from, and white stills from what what is allegedly the Snyder oh cut God. of
2: Justice League. And then Zack Snyder's been all over it like, yeah, do it, do it, like retweeting all their shit. Um, and then we, now we have this official statement from Warner Brothers where they have in quotes, no immediate plans. However, <laughs> HBO Max uh-huh. is right around the corner. HBO Max, it like lumps in Warner Brothers. So it's going to have DC properties on it. Yes. Do you guys think. It is reasonable to assume that HBO will throw some money WB's way and have them even even if it's rough, and it, like the effects aren't fully, fully finished. We get some rough edition of the Snyder cut when HBO Max comes out. At this point,
1: like, put your fucking money where your mouth is. Like, at this point, like, you know what? Fuck it. Release the unironically. Release the oh, Snyder yeah. Cut.
2: You and I have both said, and I'm sure Spencer agrees with this too, that, like, we we just like this movement because of the harassment people have been getting yeah. over it, not because we don't want to see the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I, yeah. If it came out, I'd watch it. If the Snyder Cut was objectively better, then absolutely.
0: Like, if Even it, it, it was I want to see it even if it's not. I want to I see mean, what all well, the hubbub's about. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I... I'll watch it. But I'd really enjoy it if it made that movie... Watchable? Less... Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't think Justice League is that bad. Like, to me,
2: like Justice it's League better is... better than Batman Movie Superman to
1: me. Agreed. I don't, like, I think Justice League is just like... Uh... <laughs> If, if, if Marvel – if I'm going to entertain the idea that Marvel has ruined cinema in any way, shape, or form, all it has done is spoiled us with comic book movies that are too good for their own good or too good for the genre's good in that like anytime we get an, get an average superhero movie, we get a little bit eh. – like is it even good? Like even if it's average, like I don't think like the original X – like the original two X-Men movies – would fare that well in today's comic book climate if they came out today? Yeah, because because well, because like they're not, they don't have like the level of flash and pizzazz
2: and personality that the MCU does. And back then, having that kind of personality was a death sentence. You wouldn't sell tickets. Yeah, right. And I'm not saying that that's what BVS needed, but like reasonably watching that movie, I can like. I don't like doing the, they change things and I hate it because they change things. But like watching it, I can't help but shake the feeling that like, I'm not watching these characters interact the way they should be, you know, like just on like neglecting the fact that Henry barely has any lines in that movie comparatively, like Superman barely fucking talks. Are you referring to Batman v Superman? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure for a second. Okay. Yeah. Batman v Superman. And the only reason I like Justice League more is because like. Like there are scenes where I've watched like uh, Ben Affleck did a good job in BVS. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching him as Batman in Justice League. Like he has several moments where I'm like, yes, that's Batman. Yeah. The like, you know, he when was more human than me. He, is, like, he's like, he's more human than me. And that's why we need him. Uh, just the like that big energy of I have a plan. You're all gonna tell me it's dumb, but it's gonna fucking work. So we're gonna do it. That yeah. energy that he gives, that he puts like, his foot down. We're bringing him back to life. life. God damn it! <laughs> Don't ask me how we're just doing it. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love that's Batman. Love it. Man,
1: yeah. And I have an idea, and I'm too goddamn
2: crazy for you to tell me that it's bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Bring on the Snyder Cut. I'm ready. Let's I, go, I I'll
1: go for it. Here's my thing. I, I,
2: I want to. I want two whole episodes of Hall of Heroes to be nothing but Snyder cut talk.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> like I want a, I want I, a six hour uh, review
2: of the Snyder cut.
1: <laughs> Me too. Uh, no, I, I would be interested in seeing it. Um, I don't have any real issues with Justice League. I have, you know, Justice League was one of those movies like. I would be horrified to review Justice League for this show, because I we like we would talk about something and like I would compliment the movie and be like, "Yeah, it was cool, I liked it." And then we talk about something that I didn't like about it, and I immediately followed it up by like, "But it was cool, I liked it." Yeah, like every other word out of my mouth would be, "It was cool, I liked it." And like, like there's certain but, moments in Justice League that took my breath away. Yeah, like me being the Batman the animated series wonk that I am that very brief shot of like the lightning striking behind him and just da, 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 and it just trails off when he jumps down that like mm, I shit my pants a little bit uh as much as like it frustrated me that like we were still not seeing superman be normal superman evil superman was good like the, the like scene- that scene was a
2: proof of concept for an injustice movie <laughs> the scene of um like, right after they bring him back to life. Yeah. And Flash is running around him. They do the slow-mo thing. And then Clark turns his he did, head. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so Oh, good. I love that. I love it. So, you guys, we like DC stuff. I promise. Yeah, we love DC. Like, I walk out of Justice League going, it's a step in the right direction from BVS. And then we saw how that went. <laughs> we we'll see how it's going. Listen,
1: I, I like Batman v Superman. I'm... I think... I think it is a
2: flawed movie, but I, I think it is. I think it is just perfectly average, and I think it gets more hate than it deserves. Oh, I, I hate it. I don't hate it. Like on a filmmaking level, it's fine. I definitely my disdain for it comes from my feeling on how it treats the characters, and like that's fair. That's yeah. fair. And I have my own complaints about that. Like it's like when I say, like when we say Joker is troubling to us, but on a filmmaking standpoint, it's fine. Yeah, right for the like, most part. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's. Still have gripes with that script, and so
2: does Zach Palmer. <laughs> but I mean, well, like the the acting and the, oh the yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. like the camera shots. That's all f- like flawless yeah. in Joker. The script is different beast. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing to talk about. <laughs> Alrighty, that's our Snyder cut talk. I just Jared talk about your boy real quick though. Like what? What started I, this?
1: Not what started oh. this. Just like what. All this craziness about the Snyder Cut, how, like, allegedly it doesn't include Steppenwolf. But, like, Jason Momoa also made a post as well, like, right before this craziness started with the main league. Like, the only person who hasn't made – the only people who haven't made posts yet are Ezra Miller and Cavill. Yeah. And, like, Jason Momoa shared, like, a black-and-white picture that was, like, Aquaman, kind of like Leroy Jenkins-ing Steppenwolf with his trident.
2: Yeah, he's, like, running him through.
1: yeah. And I see that and I'm like, but wasn't a whole the whole hubbub with the Snyder cut that like Steppenwolf isn't supposed to be the villain? <clears throat> like, why is Steppenwolf still in the move? Like, it's just I'm confused with what the Snyder cut actually is. What if and I don't like the way and I, I also am not a fan of the way that Snyder has, like, indulged this shit like every couple of weeks and we we have con- we have consistently forgotten to talk about it like every time Zack Snyder I don't know Snyder, we've forgotten about I've it I've forgotten to put it in the notes okay. and then by the time we're done recording it's like it's too late for us to talk about it but like Zack Snyder being like oh you remember the general and BVS and Man of Steel yeah he was secretly Martian Manhunter and shit like that I yeah. haven't seen that yeah yeah he was saying that, the, that General Taggart is his name something like that that's a lot that's a lot to take. That, in. Like there was a scene in either BVS or Man of Steel or not BVS or Justice League, where like he walks out of a room and like turns green and shit, and that uh, he was John Jones the whole time. That like like how oh. like like is your definition of the Snyder Cut like Taggart or whatever his name is is a is fucking Martian Manhunter? Is that what we're talking about, Snyder Cut? Are we talking about like the kind of like self congratulate like flagellation, like he's just kind of jerking himself off with like the obnoxious slow-mo and shit, which like, again, I don't, Zack Snyder, I treat as a director, I would like to see a movie where Zack Snyder is just the director of photography. Okay. In the same way that like on Duback, I've, t- I've said many times about George Lucas, great idea guy, don't leave him alone with his Yes, yes. Zack Snyder, amazing cinematographer. Don't leave him in the director's chair and don't let him write the fucking script. Because I, th- I don't think that's in his wheelhouse. Like Man of Steel is fine. BVS, in my opinion, is fine. Justice League, whatever parts of it he had are fine. But I, just, I think he's really good at making things look pretty and not bringing the function and story functionality to it. So, I'm interested in what the Snyder Cut is as a product. Yeah. You know? But, uh nice little segue into TV talk here. Today, I hope somebody picked up the f- picks up the phone, because uh, your boy called it. Uh, we have confirmation <laughs> that in uh, Crisis, not only is Kevin Conroy going to be in it, playing an older Bruce Wayne he is, in fact, playing Kingdom Come Bruce Wayne, and I am fucking quivering at the thought. There's a nice little image in our CBR article that we cite here, uh, which you can find online that like shows like a little still of him in some armor. My only gripe is that he doesn't have like the weird Darth Vader mouthpiece that he has in the comics. Uh, which is the only way I can describe it. Like whenever Vader's helmet is off in *Return of the Jedi*, and there's that one little bit that's attached to the neck piece, Batman has one of those on his giant suit. But other than that, we are getting *Kingdom Come* Batman, and I am a happy, happy, happy boy because he's not only we getting *Kingdom <laughs> Come* Batman, it's motherfucking <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Conroy's Conboy. voice behind it. Ah. Uh. I have, like legit when I get home. I'm rereading Kingdom Come with Conroy. I, I, anytime I read Batman, Conroy's voices in my yeah. mind. But like, I like, I need to like I need to just focus on the panels. Anytime he and uh, Clark are talking, because like this means we're probably gonna get the. So that's what that feels like seeing from when yeah. he was in the. Can- yeah, oh! <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> and I know you said in the car earlier, Travis, that like the suit's probably going to look like dog shit because it's the CW. Look,
2: look, man, they've been really skimping on some of these fight scenes. I'm hoping that money is going somewhere. I hope it all goes into the Bat-Mac. <laughs> I hope it all goes into Old
1: Man Bruce's Bat-Mac. Because I fucking love that suit. It's so over the top. It doesn't need to be an actual bat. But Bruce is like, I'm old. Fuck it. I'm a bat. I'm actually a metal bat now. Uh, I'm old and I'm a metal bat. I love it. I fucking love Kingdom Come.
2: Uh, so excited. So yeah, Crisis on everything. This is going to be really cool. Oh my god. I'm. And- uh, mm. Great segue into TV talk, boys. Ah, okay, go. So I got really lucky this week. I felt really behind on TV shows, and Arrow and Flash took a break. And so I only had to watch three episodes of television for today's show. Thank God. Um, Spencer, you weren't here for TV talk last week. I've started taking notes. Oh, really? Like is, I, that, is that how dense your weekly TV talk has become? Kind of, but like... I started doing it so I don't like if something catches my eye and I want to bring it up. I don't forget it. So I think what I'm going to do is just read through my list of notes, then cover the plot of the episode real quick, because none of these episodes have except for Titans. Titans is going to be a beast this week. Um cover the, the plot real quick, and then go maybe in depth on one or two of these points as to what they are. Uh, I just so open with... up
1: Instagram and the picture of Kevin Conroy and the Batman cup, popped up again, and I'm fucking...
2: Woo! <laughs> the question <laughs> is what show did we see him on first?
1: That one would be a good one. You're right. I'm getting pizza.
2: I'm fucking... <clears throat> Batman. Get your pizza. All right, so with no context, here are my notes for Batwoman. We don't deserve Luke Fox. Never trust Sophie. We don't deserve Mary Hamilton. Julia Pennyworth. what? <laughs> <laughs> People will hate this scene, but it's incredible. Uh, so I've, I recently realized his He's name in the theater when I saw Last
1: Jedi for the first time. You're
2: right. Uh, I recently realized I've been referring to him as Papa King because I can't remember his first name, but his first name is Jacob. Um Kate's father, is both an ally and an asshole. So I, I know what I I think I know what I originally meant to write here, but this ended up being written as the Sophie isn't bad. The Sophie plotline is bad. <laughs> uh and then I think I was trying to write this show is literally Arrow, but in between writing Arrow, I just started typing "what" a bunch of times in all caps. Um. So on that last note, plot of this episode is real easy. Do you, you guys both watch Arrow season one? Yes. Do you remember the like episode four or five? You don't have hiccups. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> I don't want to hiccup in my Travis. So don't. I don't think the people
1: who listen to this show deserve to hear what it sounds like <laughs> when I hiccup.
2: <laughs> so don't.
0: Um, it's a. It's it's almost like a demonic possession. <laughs> My um, favorite
1: is anytime someone hears it for the first time, they're like, "That's not what it actually sounds like." I'm like, I, I feel like I feel like Arthur and Joker, like I can't control this. This isn't me. You carry around a little card. <laughs> carry around the card. I'm I'm sorry. I'm summoning Pazuzu when I fucking hiccup. Forgive me.
2: Um. Jesus. So you guys remember episode four or five of Arrow? Arrow? Uh, Arrow? Jesus. Oliver has to convince the police that he isn't the vigilante. Uh-huh. Oh, and they do geez. this by sending John out in the outfit while he's at home. Yeah, that's yeah. this episode. Except the, she doesn't have to convince the police; she has to convince Sophie. Luckily, Julia. Julia really. They send out dressed as Batwoman, Julia Pennyworth, who is a trained assassin. I I didn't even realize. I for a second I was like, "Oh, this is a character like made up for the show. That's cool." I knew Julia existed. I I feel like I did at one point, but like. She's mostly in Batwoman stuff in the comics, which is not my wheelhouse. Um, And so, like, apparently while Kate was away, Julia had been training her for a little bit. They got romantically involved because, I guess, fucking Kate Kane fucks. Yeah. Um, Kate Kane does fuck. Like, she fucks a lot in this show. Like, a lot, a lot. Um, So... That's like the major plot. Oh, and the the, uh, the um, I mentioned in the Hush episode that there's this gun that's like a rail gun, basically that can penetrate the bat suit. Bat suits Kevlar. Bat shoot. The bat suit. The bat suit. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the bat suit. Um, currently Alice has that gun, and sold it off to. Now I'm like burping. Yeah, it's contagious. Alice acquired the gun sold the gun but kept uh, like a component of it so it can't fire as hard so now instead of piercing the bat suit it just breaks a few ribs which like okay you know lesser of two evils um but that's like kind of going on in the background which is why like sophie's so concerned about telling papa kane is because with this gun floating around kate can be in danger if she is batwoman yeah uh and then we get some more context on so sophie is kate's ex from the military academy that when they were discovered as a couple were told to sign paperwork basically disavowing what they did that it never happened and then they would just be swept under the rug yeah and uh kate kane wearing her life on her sleeve said fuck you i'm out uh sophie did not and went on to serve in the army and then get recruited by jo- Jacob Kane and is now married to another crow. Um, and so I said, never trust Sophie. Cause she just like immediately lies to her husband <laughs> about like everything that's happening with Kate and Batwoman. It's just like, no, don't worry about it. There's nothing going on. I don't know anything. Um, like she never even told him that her and Kate were a couple. At any point. Now, granted, this is when they were like high school age. Yeah. And I get how that kind of shit can linger. But like, it's been a decade and now you're married. Yeah. I get why maybe like this had a lasting effect on Kate. And I get why like maybe she can't get over it. Sophie should be like very much being like, in my opinion, I, you know, as a cis white male who's never gone through anything like this. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, like. You 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 probably should be over this uh, this not over the fact that the government made you like sign paperwork and say you're not gay. Yeah, like be angry about that. But then like, I don't know. It's weird. I'm not a fan of how they're executing it. Yeah, that's Cause, fair. Because like I I it would be fine if she wasn't married. Like, yeah, like if it was I'm dating this guy who I haven't told about us. And now that that relationship is going to become compromised. That's whatever. But like marriage is such a commitment that like yeah. if, if the idea here is that she's committing really hard to this, I'm not gay. like granted, she's probably just by yeah. like if she's trying to commit really hard to the no, I swear I'm not into girls. You committed way harder than you ever needed to to that bit
1: <laughs> in this day and age. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think I'm sure we'll get more context as to like what the nature of it is. Like, like he's like, there's a very good chance that she's just by and like, yeah. Seeing um, Kate
2: again is just such a shock to the system. So on some of these notes, I said Papa Kane is an ally and an asshole because he's super like, at no, it doesn't seem like at any point. Cause in an earlier episode, Kate mentions that she's been out like super publicly since she was like 13 or 14. Yeah. And at no point does it seem like Mr. Kane, it, whatever stuff, uh, you know, superlative Kane, um, has it ever TJ any- just sent a video into the Viewback uh Snapchat? Am I brave enough to open it in no. the air? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Never. Never, ever, ever. <laughs> um That's a good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like uh Papa Kane has ever had any problem with the fact that you know either of them are like gay or in a relationship or whatever. But he sits like right before because they they like Kate and Sophie make this pact of like, we're going to tell them to stick it. They can't they're we're the best two students here in the Academy. They can't kick both of us out. And Papa Kane sits down with Sophie and is like, look, I'm never going to convince Kate to not do what she's about to do. Yeah. But you have a, a very bright career in military ahead of you. And I know you want to believe they're not going to kick you out, but they are not, they will kick you out if you do this. I'm not telling you which one like which choice you should make. I'm just telling you that this is the choice that you have. And structuring it like that she chooses to sign the paperwork and yeah, whatever. Um on a similar note, I wrote people will hate this scene but it's incredible because Kate goes to tell Sophie that yes, I am Batwoman. I need you to not tell my dad so he doesn't get in my way. Yeah. Um during that scene, they go to like this fancy restaurant they're they're having lunch or dinner or something, and she's like, "I need to know I can trust you and grab sophie's hands and and it, it's like it looks like it's a romantic dinner, yeah, and the guy like in charge of the restaurant looks over, comes over, and is like, "Oh hey, ma'am, uh you're wearing sneakers, and you can't wear sneakers in here. dress code." And Kate being Kate Kane is like, oh, that's weird because you can't see my shoes from above the table. And that guy's wearing sneakers. So I'll leave when you admit that the problem with my sneakers is me. Right? (laughs) Like this whole scene is dedicated to just say you don't like gay people and I'll fucking leave. (laughs) And I'm like, people are going to fucking hate this. It's so ham-fisted. Give me more of it. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody knows that the CW—if
1: it's good at one thing, it's
2: subtlety. Powerful subtlety, I tell you. Um, if you weren't paying and, attention, like, you wouldn't even notice. Nope, not a bit. Ah. Uh, but I—I I loved everything about that scene. And then politics and my comic books. Anyway, Creaky! um, fucking at the end. So Kate is trying to get into real estate, I guess, to buy up some like low income house like low income areas and like really run down properties and like raise them up to help people. uh, Yeah. You know, like buy low income housing and make sure it stays low income kind Uh of thing and make it nicer to live in. Uh, but her first acquisition is this like shot, you know, like really fucked up property across the street from this restaurant that she's going to turn into a gay bar. (laughs) (laughs) At a girl. Yeah. So, um, yeah that's Batwoman get out of here TJ that was Batwoman for this week um, my notes for Supergirl with no context bad dialogue is bad <laughs> why is Leviathan a bunch of boomers <laughs> keep going lots of, he- he- yeah. of heavy handed messages this week I don't remember what that was even about Kara is making this too easy why can't Kara stop quipping <laughs> so like, I, I'm surprised she genuinely didn't say okay boomer <laughs> so you know, because the episode was filmed before the meme yeah uh wait until the one until
1: the half the mid season finale I want to picks up in the spring we'll have enough time to add card okay boomer heat vision like <laughs>
2: She writes it in oh, on the wall with her heat vision. They're going to say it. So like Leviathan is this ancient alien race that crash landed on Earth during the time of the dinosaurs. Uh-huh. It's implied that their ship is the asteroid or meteor that killed the dinosaurs. OK, because, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, The main dude right now that's watching over Earth is an earthbender. They call him an earthbender. I don't remember his name. I don't care to remember his name. He's not my main like he's the main villain-ish of the episode. Okay. So discount Toff, Discount toff. Um Lena. Oh shit. Lena got the coin that made Andrea shade. Leviathan wants it back. Lena knows that she, like if she draws them out. So like Kara will come save her and she's trying to manipulate Kara. So. Um, bad dialogue is bad is, uh, fucking John and Kara are sparring and she just has really bad dialogue in that scene. Like it's just a really badly written scene. Um. And then what's my next thing? Oh yeah, so like, like Leviathan's this ancient alien race, so they're all old people, and I'm like, oh wow, okay, it's a bunch of boomers. And then, oh, that's what the heavy-handed messages was, is they literally like within Leviathan have an okay boomer moment, where like a, one of the younger one of, I assume they're all the same race, one of the younger ones is like, we have my technology, we can use to settle the humans a bit or whatever, and the older one's like, no, I've done this for generations, and now I will step up, and then he goes up to fight Lena and whatever yeah Um, so they find out this guy is from a sister planet of Krypton and so they're like maybe one of uh, Lex Luthor's weapons will be able to help us yeah they're all in the fortress of solitude and Kara being the fucking genius she is is like I know let's take Lena there Lena's been doing nothing suspicious this entire season (laughs) Um, Just on principle, if your last name's Luthor, you probably shouldn't go anywhere near the Fortress of Solitude. That was... That's, like, that's even a thing where they walk in and Lena gets, like, stopped by the Fortress by a defense protocol. <laughs> um, I'm glad the writers agree with me. I mean, it was a whole plot point in, like, season two that, like, no one trusted her because the last name is Luthor. Yeah. Right? And now they have a reason. But... Uh, Earthbender shows back up, and so, like, he he searches the planet for them and can't find them, and then is like, I have to search the one place on this planet that isn't Earth, because I guess the Fortress of Solitude is literally made of Kryptonian soil. Sure. I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, or not soil, but, like, ice or whatever. Yeah. So. I have to go to the other planet on this planet. Yeah. Um, while they're in the Fortress, The thing from season one that caught that uh, they used for mind control. It's been so long since I watched season one, I don't remember what it's called. They even said in the episode, I don't remember. But, like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. And Lena wants it to, like, boost her ability to incept people's minds. Yeah. And then while they're in there, she rewrites the computer, the quantum computer, whatever, to target Kara later. And then. Kara fights Earthbender Boomer. Wins, because they're not... He can't bend any Earth because he's not on Earth, get Oh it? my god, I knew it was going there. Uh, Wins walks walks away and sees uh, Lena holding the thing and is like, why do you have that? And Lena's just like, straight up, yeah, okay, I've been playing you for the past few months. And they have their... They have their back and forth, which at first has some really, really bad lines. Yeah. And then, like, it it gets better. And plus, they act the shit out of it. Naturally. Like, like that scene, it's such a good scene. Yeah. And as it started, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. This is going to be really bad. And then, like...
0: Oh,
1: okay. When you say act the shit out of it, I, I wasn't sure if you meant, like, they killed it. Or you, like... One of my favorite quotes from Oh, Hello... Oh, no, they killed Whenever like, like, like George St. Geaglin has the phone. He's like, and when you're doing the one-sided telephone call, you got to move the phone around way more than anybody would. You know, make a fucking meal out of it. Like, I didn't know if they were
2: making a meal out of it or if they killed Okay, They, they, they killed, killed it. it. Okay, good. Like, they were both – like, these are two friends who have had this long-seated problem suddenly it all boils over. And yeah. it's so heartbreaking to watch. Um. Lena leaves the defense mechanism that stopped Lena earlier captures Kara because Lena fixed the computer. Um, and then there was some shit going on with everyone else earlier that I didn't care about. Oh, um, we had a nice scene between John and his brother Aww. where like John's like, John shows up cause he realizes Malavik didn't get sent to the Phantom Zone. Right. And he's like, okay, instead of fighting you again, I'm going to just let you into my mind. We're going to mind link. And if you still want to kill me, I will let you. And they, they mind link and they feel everything. He feels everything. John felt back in the day before he like wiped him out of everyone's memories, which is like a great Martian sin or whatever. Um, And like it, like it takes like two seconds and then it stops. And then like Malavik's face instantly changes from like, I'm angry and I'm going to kill you. To like, oh my god, I I love you. You're my brother, and I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And they're brothers again. It's so nice. That's sweet. I love it. Yeah. I'm so fucking ready to talk about Titans. I have so many notes for Titans. This is, it, is, this is what I watched
1: first. You want to do a quickie recap on last week's Titans for Spencer?
2: What happened in last week's Titans?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> I, had to, I had to I remember. So, um... Fuck. Nothing... The only plot line that matters right now is Dick Grayson's. And for last week's. Yeah. Oh, Spencer's missed a few.
1: Spencer, real quick. You remember Jericho, Deathstroke's son?
2: Yes. Okay,
1: so Jericho died and Dick Grayson kept, like, vaguely talking about how he's responsible for it. Eventually, okay. we see a flashback that shows that um Dick and Deathstroke were going toe to toe, and Jericho tried to get involved and like
2: basically, Slade like, accidentally cut down Jericho as he, he was con- about to cut down Dick, and now Dick feels responsible, but he also but Dick is not saying I feel partially responsible for Jericho's death. Dick is saying I murdered Jericho well, it gets so that's um, what he says first, yeah, and then he he amends that the next episode. And the, the whole thing for him is that he didn't tell anybody about it. The story he told everybody was he showed up and Jericho was dead. Um, So everyone gets mad and leaves. Dick goes on his soul searching mission. He goes to actually visit Jericho's mother. Then he sees, then like him and Slade have a face to face and Slade's like, I broke up your band of merry men. You will never get them back together. Or I will kill all of them. That is all get out of my house. Huh? <laughs> uh, and then Dick decides that the only way to serve penance for what he did is to get arrested. So he assaults a federal officer and gets seven years in prison. In like an hour. Like he is <laughs> arrested, <laughs> pleads guilty and is sentenced and put in prison in an hour. Wow. Um. From there, he gets put in with it some. The U.S. <laughs> justice system real fast i tell you take notes
0: um,
2: well i'm getting to that <laughs> so, so then last week uh nothing else like, <laughs> nothing else that's going on is relevant for the like most of the plot dick is in prison he's with he's in a cell with three guys who are trying to break out because if they they're about to get deported so either they leave and get killed or they get deported and get killed right huh um of course, the, yeah. one, the one kid is drawing a thing on the wall, and then makes a comment about this bird god from that he heard about back in Mexico that comes in the night and saves people. I'll never get. I uh, bet you'll guess what he's drawing on the fucking wall. It's the Nightwing symbol. Huh. It's the symbol Dick's going to use as Nightwing later. <laughs> so because this show has zero fucking restraint, yeah. can't help itself so from being that goddamn hokey. Um, and of course, Dick is like, that's stupid. You're going to die if you try to break out. They try to break out and Dick swoops down like a bird in the night and saves them and helps them escape, but gets left behind. Like, he doesn't get left behind. He chooses to stay behind. And he gets put in solitary. We pick up this week. OK, here are my notes with no context. And Dick says to himself
1: in the jail cell, I need to fly out on night's wing to escape. <laughs>
2: Thank god that didn't happen. I wouldn't put it past them. Just wait though, we're getting there. Oh no. So here are my here are my notes. Cadmus is gross. Dick's hallucinating again. Dick is
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just that sentence. Yeah, Dick's hallucinating again. <laughs> Dick is 20 <laughs> Dick is 29 and I don't like it. We get age confirmation. Rachel is back to being Rachel. This is not a positive. (laughs) Oh my god, I don't care about Rachel. Show me anything else. Starfire fucks, I guess. (laughs) Starfire doesn't fuck, and neither does this scene. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation between Rose and Jason should have happened a while ago. Fucking donuts! (laughs) Rachel is forced sensitive. I want sensitive. all
1: of these to be sound clipped so badly and put into some type of like, like, like fever dream nightmare stroke.
2: This is Cookie Cop and fucking donuts. That project for later. Yeah. What if we have these all loaded into Cookie Cop? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're not allowed. <laughs> Rachel is force sensitive. Okay. This is not Bruce Wayne. I hate this. I really hate this. How does it keep getting worse? <laughs> Why is Rachel punching people? And that's where it ends. Okay, lay it on me. <laughs> this episode opens. Uh, so I said none of the other plot points matter, but it opens with Gar in Cadmus because he got captured with Superboy. Uh, being Having his brain operated on because they just want to fuck with them, yeah. I guess, and it's really fucking disgusting. Yuck. Uh, yeah. Then we go to Dick Hallucinating in his prison cell. And like before, it's just Bruce Wayne talking shit to him, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, so right from the jump, they basically tell you what the end plot twist of the episode is, so I'm just going to say it now. Um, in the fleeting moments before Jericho's body died, he conscious hopped into Slade. Okay. So Jericho's still technically alive. Ugh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew he was gonna be Oh uh... so like right as he got stabbed, he conscious like uh, he locked uh, eyes with Slade, uh, conscious hopped.
0: I mean am getting problem. lost to your man. Because I'm gonna click from <laughs> even across the room.
2: I hate this show. I am not even the one watching it. I hate
1: this show. Yeah. I can't I i <laughs> I hate this show. I can't stand it. Of course he's still alive. Every I oh my god.
2: It gets I worse.
0: I
1: can't stand it. I can't stand this it. This
2: episode is the epitome of what I hate about this show. Like, everything about this episode's fucking bad.
1: I hate... This is... Like, this show always sounds like the shit I make fun of the, C- make fun of the
2: CW for. Season one isn't... Like, it's entirely just bad CW memes. And, the like, this past season has been mostly okay. Yeah. Like, it's, there's been things I don't like, but it's been mostly fine. This episode, going off the rails is not even a quantifier. So... Bruce makes the comment of like Jericho's mother's wording was really weird when she referred to Slade earlier which immediately is like oh okay so we like body hopped and now the I don't know if like him and Slade are sharing the body and like one of them's in control sometimes and one of them isn't or what's going on there Yeah um Rachel's having dreams again like in the beginning of season 1 like just doing Rachel shit Yeah And she dreams of Dick at his funeral. And that's where we get age confirmation that he was born in 1990. So he's currently 29 years old.
1: I just want to jump back to Dick's hallucinations real quick. Okay. Spencer, again, you don't have
0: Twitter, which upsets me. I know it does, but I'm set in my ways
2: and you can't change them.
0: I I will one day.
2: Ah. What if I make you a Twitter and run it myself, but say I'm you?
1: Well, <laughs> well, spoilers! <laughs> Don't listen to episode forty of, yeah. Hell of Euros. Um There was a GIF. I think it was on. It was on Twitter. Yeah, it was on Twitter because I tagged you on it, Travis.
2: That it was I hadn't like, watched the episode yet. By the way, so when I saw that, I was just like, "Oh fuck! What am I getting into this week?"
1: Is it like it was just a GIF of like what it is from? Apparently uh Dick's hallucination that looks like Bruce and Dick training in some way shape or form and like you know like the very stereotypical like martial arts like movie martial arts of like someone throws a punch and someone just kind of like noodle arms it away and they keep like noodle arming away punches all over the place it's just Ian Glenn phoning in noodle arm punch pushing it's I'll, that's actually I, later. That's later? That's He's hallucinating the whole episode. He's in solitary pretty yeah, much the whole episode. I just, I just saw that GIF and I was like, what is this episode? And I knew today was going to be a fucking
2: gem. So, Rachel's doing her thing. Right? She finds out that the guy died and is like, I didn't do that. Even though she did, she just doesn't know it yet. Um, and then... Rachel has dreams about a ca- uh, so. Donna gets a phone call from Rachel that says, "Meet me at I forget the name of the cafe. Meet me at this or diner. Meet me at this random diner in the middle of Nevada." Um. Yeah, <laughs> the call is really staticky. You know what I really want to see? Like it gets no, no, worse. No, no, no. It gets worse. Just, 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 just on its value, and I think Spencer will
1: appreciate this. Ever seen those like? I made a bot watch watch a thousand hours of Hell's Kitchen, and this is the episode it wrote. I want to have a bot listen the Hall of Heroes and and then write an episode of Titans.
2: (laughs) Give it two steps, boy.
0: I approve. (laughs)
2: Like like I, I want promise. I want the
1: bot to like go off of like the Hall of Heroes interpretation of Titans. And that like within the first three minutes Dick is doing flips. Dick's doing flips. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dick does do a
2: couple flips in this episode.
1: Oh okay, it's a perfect episode then. Never mind. I take back all of my criticism. I love this
0: show. Dick did flips. Okay. So. Um real quick, gentlemen, uh I do have to bow out, unfortunately. Uh, Got a meeting in a couple minutes that I do have to get to, but I can't think of a better note to end on than Dick, Dick does the flips. bot that writes in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dick does flips. Okay. So, or a um, bot that can write Hall of Heroes episodes, Right, which right. will and be then, nothing but thinking, Cookie like, Cop, Dick Does,
1: Flips, Blank Fox.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm in a business computer applications class right now, and we're learning everything there is to know about Excel. So I'm sure that like, with a string of functions, I can write a robot that will listen to Hall of Heroes and then write an episode of Titans. So I'll get right on that. <laughs> Do it uh <laughs> we have our best be men working on this project i'll be i'll be back with you directly <laughs> so look forward to that uh, but anyway from my end uh love you guys 3000 and enjoy the rest of the show peace out dudes later can't, later, can't wait buddy. to hear you in the flesh next week yeah yeah pretty soon couple
2: days here all right yeah. love you boys later love you too Go follow him at Spenceman Cosplays on Instagram.
1: Yeah, because he's my favorite Superman cosplayer. Um, And I know a few.
2: So. This is in no particular order. Donna gets a phone call while looking for Rachel from Rachel to go to this diner. Rachel has dreams of this diner and decides, after realizing that she killed the guy by accident, to go there. Um the Starfire fucks thing in my notes. Starfire is yeah. on this, like, bender trying to... Because, like, she, she is now marooned on Earth. She has no way to get back to Tamaron, and Blackfire is taking over the monarchy. Ooh. Yeah. Um, So she's real upset. She goes on a bender. She starts... This scene is so fucking weird. She's with some random dude getting it on. They're in some penthouse that she clearly does not own, but says she owns. And then, like... Midway through foreplay, this guy's like, you seem like you're using me as a distraction and I'm a trained psychologist. You should talk to me. Then, uh, <laughs> where no. did you go?
1: Where did you go? I didn't want to be the only person who heard that in this room. <laughs> it gets better. I didn't need
2: hear that. <laughs> Jared, it gets better. He then tries to continue having sex with no.
0: her. <laughs> like
1: all I see in my head, this is so graphic and not the humor we normally do on this show. All I see in my head, he's just like, okay, so like, how does that make you feel? Well, like I feel like there's a better way that you could be dealing with this. Have you told this person how that's making you feel? It's okay, not quite. Well, I really hope that you guys are able to find a conclusion because I think there's. A- Healthier way for you guys to be handling this situation.
2: <laughs> Why wasn't I recording that on video? Oh my fucking god. That's not like they were like in the process of like the you know the walk down the hall ripping clothes off. That's yeah. where they were at when they TV started. sex. Yeah, TV sex. <laughs> and she stops for a sec, then he tries to continue, not the talking, the making out. And then she's like, okay, I'm not, like, I'm not into this anymore. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and he gives her his card. Because he's a trained professional. Who is this man? I wish I could tell you. Um, and then randomly on a t- the TV kicks on and it's all staticky. And then there's an ad for this diner in Nevada where they advertise donuts. Specifically. Um. Fucking donuts. Fucking, we're getting
1: there. All I can hear in my head. Are you familiar with the comedian Eddie Izzard? Probably. He's a British transvestite. Wonderful. And his first, it's not necessarily his first stand-up special. Like, one of his, like, early big ones. Like, his new in town. Okay. Is, like, basically just a really long history lesson. And he's talking about JFK's, uh... um, the, 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 The... Berlin Wall speech. Oh, OK. And he's just like, and I want to say to you, Ekman, I'm Berliner. And he was like, and he, what he meant to say was, I am of Berlin. But what he actually said is, I am a donut. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody in the crowd all looked at each other. It's like, Did you just say he's a donut? And there was this one guy there who was like, yeah, it's a slang. He's American. He's a donut. He's a fucking donut. He's American. You said fucking donuts. And my mind immediately went to Eddie. So do yourselves a favor and YouTube. Don't like Eddie Izzard
2: donut. Do yourselves a favor, as you were. I'm sorry. So then we cut to uh, Rose and Jason left the tower together after the I was involved in Jericho's death debacle. They apparently went. <laughs> I was
1: in the same room as this person who died. Excuse me while I go to jail for 75 years.
2: Seven, not 70. Oh, I thought you said 70 earlier. No. Seven. Oh. Still. Yeah. Still. Fucking hell. I hate this show. Um,
1: <laughs> I did not get renewed for this season?
2: <laughs> Wait till I tell you... I'll just tell you right now. This is episode 11. There are two more episodes in this season. You shitting me? <laughs> Next episode is called Faux Hawk, and it's about Hank cage fighting and meeting a guy impersonating him. That's the penultimate episode of this season, Jared. The, what? They have so much... Have, what? What? Wait till I tell you where this How episode ends they, up. What? Don't they have other shit to cover? Apparently like, not. Deathstroke? Apparently not! So. Um, they fuck off together, quite literally. Uh, they end up around Gotham, breaking up some drug rings. They spend, presumably, a few nights together. I assume it's been a couple days at this point. This show's very bad about showing you elapsed time. Um... And then they have the conversation of like, they like, what are they? What aren't they? Yeah, the conversation, which is what I feel like should have happened well before they got to the point like that they are at currently. And then they have it again later.
1: What <sighs> the fuck, man? I can't take, I can't handle this show. I'm so glad you're the one who watches this.
2: I want to watch it. I want to sit you down and watch it with you and see what. You do, like, physically what you do. Because, man, some of the shit I was doing... Like I, like I said, I opened this episode, I was gonna, like, okay, I'll play some Pokemon. I
1: would have turned it off last week at the Nightwing
2: symbol. It gets worse. Oh, fuck, what happened? Okay, so where was I? Oh, yeah, so they all show up at the fucking... Oh, and I forgot, um, Don is, like, driving and, like, yeah, I'm independent. I'm on my concern Hank broke up. Yeah. Uh, independent on my own, my own strong woman. And she is. She's quite an independent, strong woman. <laughs> and then she gets a ra- her radio randomly changes to get this ad about a random diner in fucking Nevada. And then her check engine light comes on and she has to stop at this diner in Nevada. So we get to this diner. I haven't missed anything. I don't think so. We get to this diner in Nevada. Corey walks in and is like, I want fucking donuts! <laughs> And the woman that's there is like, we don't got donuts, we got pie or cake. She's like, the ad said donuts. And she's kind of drunk. And then she like starts to burn because you know, star fire, fire. She doesn't light anything on fire, but she like starts to light up. And the woman's like, I'm making you donuts then. <laughs> I'll make you some donuts. After that exchange, Rachel shows up. Then Don, not Don. Uh, doesn't matter. Don and Donna. <laughs> I just realized how weird that is. Show up. <coughs> now, up to this point, I'd assumed that Rachel's powers subconsciously contacted the three of them. Yeah. Oh, like the because like the phone call was super staticky.
1: <coughs> I'm waiting for one of the coughs to be just super obnoxious. Like I'm waiting like every time <sighs> you wind up, I'm just waiting for...
2: It's because I've like been a yelling. Raptor noise. It's because I've been yelling a lot and now I'm like tiring out my throat. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, her powers did this. That's that was the Rachel's force sensitive thing. Yeah. I'll bet you never guess how they actually all ended up there. Motherfucking Bruce Wayne Okay, I'll I'll accept it. It's Batman doing Batman fuckery. No, it fucking isn't. No. What'd he do? How the fuck did he make Rachel dream about the diner? Oh my god, you're right. That's what
1: I, that's what like. I uh, like my mind went to like Dawn and like Starfire. I'm yeah, like, okay, else. like, yeah,
2: everything else. Like, everything else makes sense. You can feasibly, because I'm Batman, that stuff. Yeah, you can, three out of four, you're golden. And halfway that, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And thinking about it, I was like, wait, no, one fucking does it fucking <laughs> doesn't. So you I made have. Made Raven dream about this diner. Like, I hope they explain But then it. they have this perfect plate of jelly donuts like from the advertisement. I have to assume that none of this shit is real. And that, like, Raven's conscious of some I'm making up this whole construct. Has Raven even met Bruce? No. But that, that's me assuming. Because otherwise, how did they make a perfect plate of jelly donuts in this place that doesn't sell donuts? How there's so much fucking shit wrong with the scene. On top of the fact that, like, this is our first... Second, real encounter with Bruce Wayne and he's nothing like Bruce Wayne. He's like, this family's important and you like you all can come back together and sh- like shit that Bruce would say, but he's not saying it like Bruce would say it. And this isn't a knock on Ian Glenn at all. He's phenomenal at what he does. And I love him as Dick's subconscious Bruce Wayne. That's perfect. Keep him there. <laughs> uh, but like, because like watching him be like yeah we get it you fucked up get over it you pansy it's so funny um every i hated everything about this scene every so they leave and they split up donna they, they find out oh my god that bruce doesn't even tell them dicks in jail the tv <laughs> the tv randomly kicks on bruce, again no, though i we don't know <laughs> The TV randomly kicks on after he leaves to show former detective in prison for assaulting federal officer. And that's how they find out Dick's in jail. So Rachel's like, we got to go break him out. And I forget where Donna and Don go. Oh, maybe it was to save Gar. Do I give a shit? No. No. Uh, But Corey and Rachel are like, we're going to go save Dick from federal prison, I guess. Uh, Meanwhile, um, we get the second Rose and. There's three rows in Jason scenes, the third, only the third one's important. Uh, So I'll jump to that really quick. I was right. Rose is a sub for Tara Markov. But she's kind of falling for Jason. And so calls Slade and is like, I'm out, I don't want to do this anymore, toss his phone in pool. Okay. So that's where that's going. But I was right. Jay at no point was Slade in the tower at all. Um that I that we are aware of anyway. Yeah. Um He hallucinates some more. When there's, do we get to the noodle hands? So first there's this scene, somewhere in the middle of everything I just talked about, there's a scene where like, Dick Dick has a fever this whole time. Yeah, and he's like laying on the floor trying to cool down. And he looks up, and this bird lands in the. I think it's a raven. Oh my god! Lands in the like bars to his window.
1: Another fucking bird that is taken by a character in this show.
2: I think it's meant to be that like Rachel knows he's there. or Something I don't fucking know. Oh okay.
1: I thought the raven was like, I think it it
2: might not even be a raven. I don't remember it. I was so flabbergasted by this episode. Bird flies away, whatever. Um, And then Bruce, Bruce comes back. This is where Dick realizes, wait, Slade made hand, like uh, sign language motions to me while we were talking that I like remember in my subconscious, but didn't pick up on at the time, which makes me want to go back and rewatch that scene to see if they're there. Right. Cause like, they might be they probably aren't, uh-huh, but he he makes this revelation while like faux fighting Bruce, illusion Bruce, and so it's like, yeah,. and that scene, it's like 30 full seconds of fighting, and it cuts between him like actually doing stuff with Bruce, and then it's just him in the jail cell just randomly punching. <laughs> You're kidding? There you go. And <laughs> in, the, in the middle of that, he makes the realization. And then. <laughs> like, he's literally just like. it's just like digging a lot of the jail. So just. Whoo, 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 who yeah. It's that. Yeah. that Going. Just whiffing it. Just whiffing it at the and wall. And then he realizes he collapses to the ground in this like. It's hard to explain. I think the fetal position, but on his knees. Okay. But not fully the fetal position, like he's kind of sprawled out. And then his shadow is him with wings spread open because fuck you. What? (laughs) There was so much acid. It's like, oh, he's he's something better than Robin now. And then Rachel and Corey just break into federal prison (laughs) to bust out Dick. Bust open his jail cell, and Dick's already fucking gone. No, what? <laughs> he's broke himself out. What? But before breaking himself out, he scratched. I'm so sad he's not hearing this. <laughs> he scratched Jericho was alive into the oh, wall. Of course he did. And fucked off. You
1: son of a bitch.
2: I hate this goddamn
1: show so much. Why? Why?
2: And then the, the last scene of the episode is is like post brain surgery. Is Gar, there's more. more. What the fuck is more? Um, and he's in this like simulation room that he doesn't know is a simulation. Um, I guess they fucked with his brain, so now he hates Rachel. I don't know. Rachel shows up. They're in the tower. And it's like after the fact, and then he like goes berserk, and it's a real person in there playing Rachel, but like in his mind, he's seeing and hearing Rachel. And then he, like, goes berserk and rips this fucking woman apart. And Mercy Graves just looks in is smiling like a fucking woman possessed. Yeah. That was Titans. I'm
1: so glad you get to take a break from talking about this batshit insane show really soon. That you, was a
2: lot. Uh, Oh, yeah, when they break in, she, like... The why is Rachel punching people? She, like, whips someone, she holds someone with her powers, because, you know, this show, this can't decide if she can or can't control them. Um, She's, like, holding someone, Corey deals with a couple guys, they knock this guy to the ground, and then they both punch him. Why is Raven punching people? I get, like, needing to know basic hand-to-hand combat. That's fine. Why, is she, why didn't she whip him off the wall? Why didn't she d- fucking break his neck for all I care? I don't know. Like, why is she punching people? Why is Gar learning how to use a sword? I don't – not a real sword, but, like, they're training with the bamboo shit, you know? Like, why? Why is Rachel doing because that? Because when he ch-
1: transforms into a
2: chimp – he can't fucking do that apparently. <laughs> Only tigers. I'm also pretty sure in the I c- uh, like the simulation scene, they forgot to color him in for a couple shots as the tiger. The lighting in the room is really bad. Like it's hard to tell, but I think they might have forgot to color him green for a bit. <coughs> I can't this episode just like, I felt like I was in Vietnam again. <laughs> I was going to say, how does this stack up with season one? It's this episode just proves to me that like the show needed to stay like from the beginning, needed to stay focused on the, like the original Titans of Dick Donna, Hank Don Gar, if you wanted to keep him in. Right. Yeah. Cause that worked really well. And even they're like, Post losing Gar dynamic, you know, it's like it's been five years and we're still not really over it because we just kind of left it in this tower and said, forget about it. And now we're back and it's bringing up bad memories. Like, I, I still enjoy that, you know, but like. I don't give a fuck about Rachel or Gar or Jason or Rose. And the show just can't seem to swing me either way. Like, I'm real close with Gar. I'm real close with Gar. And if he could actually use his powers, I would be down to, like, see him more. But they just don't want to do his powers. And not that he, you know, not that he's only his powers. Like, his personality shines through in all of his scenes. Yeah. But, like, he's just there to talk to. He does, like... He does not... Th- like. He's there to make other people's <clears throat> scenes. There's a moment with him and Connor where Connor's like, so you, you guys go out and you help people, and he's like, well, we haven't yet, but we will. <laughs> because they just haven't done anything. Yeah. At least they're aware. All right.
1: <sighs> that was a hell of an episode. Yeah. Hey, Travis. Yeah. Yesterday was your birthday at the Ew. time of this recording. It was. And... It was, it was Monday. It was Monday. For you lads. Uh, like I said before, you are my pseudo big brother and, uh, where it was, was, and is, are,
2: was, is, are adverbs,
1: an amazing friend and have always been there for me. And you're joining this wacky little network has become a massive net win for all parties involved. And I cannot thank you for being who you are enough. So thank you for being fucking awesome. And I love you. Happy birthday.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> Not to cut you off from that, but we have both just got added by TJ on Twitter and I'm afraid to open it. Well, no better time to do it than on a hot microphone. It's a wrestling thing.
1: Uh-huh. He's mad, bad, and dangerous to know. He's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Trevor Murdoch can take care of himself. And if Nick Off this as seriously as is he, is he might shoot, Trevor Murdoch can... fuck? This <laughs> is going to type out real quick. Letting you know that was played live on hashtag Hall of Heroes.
2: Speaking of being added, Travis, where can they people find you? They can find an at me on Twitter at TravisPolitical. And on Instagram. There you go. And and I I'm
1: I don't. pantomiming a watch.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm not th- gonna plug my fucking TikTok. Fuck you, you. Follow Travis's TikTok. It's just my name. <laughs> uh, or don't. You don't have to. You should. Um. Jared, where can the people find you? You guys can <laughs> find me on Twitter and Instagram
1: at DarkJedi2552 and find me at Jared Bachman Stub on TikTok because they wouldn't let me put my whole long fucking name in there. Uh, be sure to like and follow Due Back Discussion on all the other social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to check out all the other shows in the network Do Back Discussion, including our episode four, A New Hope, audio commentary leading up to the rise of Skywalker at the end of the year. We did that with Matt from Blue Banff The Milk Co. Uh, this Sunday will be <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back with Ross from Beyond the Outer Rim. And it's lots of fun, and we've been having so much fun recording these, and I'm so excited to get to the end so we can watch The Rise of Skywalker. Of course, there's also Gornmore Wicked Wednesday, Down the Rabbit Hole, Jerk the Curtain, and Do back Sports. Be sure to go to the website, net get some merch. And with that, I almost said we are honored that you have joined us. But with that uh, Be sure to tune in at the same bat time To the same bat channel Batman uh, Kingdom Come specifically And we love you 3000 How can I explain Can you imagine it Trying my best Trying to find happiness In your heartbeat. Let me be there.